saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. All right, guys, welcome back. Earn your leisure. This is a highly anticipated episode. Oh, yes. um, we get back in our second home, Atlanta, Georgia. We keep changing like, the scenery every time we come. Every time we come, we're in a different <laughs> location, man. Shout out to all the good people of Atlanta. Shout out to all the good people of Georgia. Everybody in the South. It's our second biggest market. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah, so yeah. we got a lot of love out here. So, you know, on Instagram, we kind of gauge things to see, like, the public interest. So um, we first... Uh, a few months ago, put a story up that uh, a town was for sale, like Tom, I think it was Tomsboro, Tombsboro, and um, everybody was going crazy. It wasn't really too much details about it. Everybody was going crazy, like, yo, you should buy that, Black Wall Street, da 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 uh-uh. And then kind of just died down, nothing happened. And then, like a couple of weeks ago, put a story up about um, 19 black families that actually purchased 97 acres um, I think outside of that in Wilkinson County, um, Georgia, and it went crazy. It went viral. Oof. Like, what's going on? And everybody was, it was all kinds of comments. Like, this is dope. This is new Black Wall Street. People are like, no, this is racist. This is all black. Social media is crazy. It was definitely crazy. Social media is crazy. <laughs> it was like, a, it was like a thousand comments, like going back and forth with each other. So, um, you know, time had passed and, uh, Troy had actually reached out to me. Shout out to Ian. Yeah, shout out to, to Inez too. As as I was watching it, she texted me the 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 CNN uh, video that y'all had. I was like, oh, I'm already on this. I was like, oh, we got to shout to you. Got to see this. Yeah, and so um, part of it was like we said, yo, who wants to get them on? And like, yo, if y'all know them, hit us up. And our good friend, our partner, Ian Dunlap, was like, yo, I know one of them dudes. And he got me the number. He screenshotted me. He's like, yo, here's the number to one of them. Her name is Ashley. And I was like. Bad, I'm on it. <laughs> I said, I'm on it. So I, I hit Ashley up, and she was like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, hey, I'm going to earn your leisure. I knew she didn't know who he was by the response. <laughs> and so um, when we finally got to talk, and she said, listen, I just spoke to my team, and they know you. And they love, love, love the show. And they said, we would love to do it, and um, they have to come. They have to come. So shout out shout out to Greg, and uh, shout out to, to Kevin. Uh, pumping us up and uh, following that, man, because that yeah, led yeah, to this. Sure. And your story is incredible. So I can't wait to share it with the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, yeah, so 19 black families purchased 97 acres of land, and um, they're actually building a community. And it was interesting. So this is what the conversation that we're going to have now. We have three members of the community. We have Ashley Scott, we have Kevin James, and we have Greg Mullins. And um, very close. Yeah, very close. <laughs> yeah, very close. Shout out to G. He has a bro- he has a brother named Greg Millings. <laughs> so, <laughs> very close. Uh, yeah, it's very close. So this is just a, a really a really encouraging story. And um, you know, if you follow Earn Your Leisure, you know we like to give the backstories. And I'm sure when people heard about this, it's one thing to say, okay, that's inspirational, that's motivational. But like, what's the technical side? Like, how do you just buy a community? Like, how do you, you know, have Plumbing, how do you how do you, how do you have a farm? How do you have all this stuff? So these are, you know, hopefully the conversation that we can have. So 
first and foremost, thank you guys for, for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank, thank you for having, having us. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's jump right into it. All right. So how do we get the idea to buy a community? Because I was reading some some research and it was like around the time, I believe, around George Floyd situation. Um, and, you know, it was obviously a lot of, still is, but a lot of civil unrest and defund the police and, you know, group economics is, is a common theme. So how did this come about to say, okay, you know what, we're going to buy a community and build a community. Yeah, because I, before you, I, I'll be honest with you. When I saw the the meme, I was like, that ain't real. But y'all saw it and said, let's take action. So what happened? Well, first off, I always have to correct people first and foremost. We didn't actually buy the town of Tombsboro. Okay, yes. We bought eight minutes away from Tombsboro right, right. in unincorporated Wilkinson County. Mm -hmm. And so when we first got down there, we was just going to be nosy. We was like, somebody fitting to buy a town. Let's go see what's up. Myself, my good friend Renee, my friend Q, and her lover Steve, we all got on the uh, got in the car and we was like, we're going to go. I'm a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. And it's always so important to network. And there was so much going on. I'm like, this is my neck of the woods. I'm going down here. So when Renee brought it to us, because like, we're firm believers in affirmations. And so we were, she's my accountability partner. So in the morning when Tombsboro first went viral, we were doing our affirmations. And she was like, did you see the email I sent you about the Tombsboro going viral? I was like, nope, but if I'm down. If we can buy a town for $1.7 million, <laughs> let's figure it out. And so when we got down there, it was interesting because I was like, mm, this is going to be a lot of work. Like the buildings are in complete need of renovation, except for some of the residents. It was like 30, it's 36 parcels and what was called an assemblage mm -hmm. of land um, on 46 acres. And they were mostly commercial properties that needed some work. And one thing about commercial properties is it costs a lot more money to fix up a commercial property than a residential property. Because the fees for contractors are substantially higher in the permits and impact fees. All of the stuff that goes on with a commercial renovation is ex exorbitant. So we were like, okay, it's potential here for sure. It's, it's about 495 people who actually live in the city of Tombsboro. Um, it's predominantly black. They have a black mayor, a black chief of police. So in my mind, I was like, there's definitely something here. There was like 50 other black real estate agents, investors who were there at the open house that day. And from what we've heard through the grapevine is that a black woman from Philly actually ended up purchasing that assemblage but it didn't come with the town. Like it wasn't the city. There's still a mayor, they got their own city hall. There's a whole bunch of other people who still live there. It was just 36 different commercial spaces and a few residential units. And in my eyes for 1.7 million, I was like, this is still gonna be a long haul mm -hmm. to renovate. And we were like, let's look and see what else might be available. Cause somebody gonna do it, it might not be us. Right. Somebody's going to do it. So it was just like, let's see what opportunity might be available. So right down the street, eight minutes away, we found this 96 acres of land. It was at a price that I was like, you know what? If we get enough people together, we can easily afford this. Mm -hmm. And Renee, that's my ace. And we always talk about how important it is 
to have, you know, one or two, two or two or three together can go further faster, right? So she was like, yo, I'm definitely down. We can do this ourselves. And I was like, well, it's, it was raw land, right. like 96 acres of nothing but trees and, trees and, and land. Georgia red, red dirt. Georgia red dirt. And so we were like, the infrastructure, like you said, how would we put water in? electricity it was it, there is some road frontage on the, the main side of the street but on the other side of the street is a dirt road that we would have to either work with the county to get paved or pave ourselves so me being a business person a real estate agent i was like it's going to be a lot more infrastructure beyond just the purchase and acquiring of the land and that's when we were in the car we just looked at each other i was like i'm gonna get 10 of my friends she's like i'll get 10 of my friends and let's go ahead and buy this land and let's do this together. Let's build our own subdivision. Let's build our own community. And so at the time in the car, I didn't know that it wasn't Tombsboro. Okay. After we started doing our due diligence period, that's when we found out it was an unincorporated Wilkinson County. So what's, what's the difference between unincorporated and incorporated? The big difference is the taxes. Okay. And whether or not it has a charter. And it's and when you have a charter for an actual city that's recognized by the state, you now get state funding and state uh, income that comes from your being a city. Okay. So all of the money that the state collects from sales tax, splos, all the different ways that the state makes money, when you are an actual charter based on your population, you get a piece of that money for your, your city. And so typically the county in the unincorporated parts, that is, that is the jurisdiction of the county. And you only have to deal with the county and the state and not the city. And then when you have an actual chartered city, you got the city that makes the rules, has its own budgets, has its own city police, has right. its own fire departments. So by getting in that unincorporated part, that gives us the ability to start uh, write a charter to start creating our own right. jurisdiction. Okay. So then you would be able to create your own police force, your own fire department, your own schools. Yes, everything. Ah, got you. Got so you. and you you'd be able to have your own like political. How is how's that work? Yeah, so it would be a mayor and a city council. You'd have your city manager, your county clerk, or it's not your county, your city clerk, your city judge. So so pretty much it was a a, a plot of land that was under the county's. See, it's in the county, but it wasn't... Under a city's jurisdiction. No, it was under no jurisdiction at all. Under the county and the state. That's so it. some counties have more restrictions than others. And the good thing about being in the South is that <laughs> we have this idea of not being involved in big government. That's really what the South really was fighting for. It's fighting for a lot of stuff. But this idea that you can't tell me what to do, I get to determine for myself how I treat my property, how I treat my my business, my livelihood, my justice, my property. That's the ideology of the South is that we want smaller government and more control over our local politics, our local economy. That's that ideal. So the county doesn't have a lot of rules. They got zero zoning, no ordinances beyond a two-page subdivision ordinance. So when you are thinking about doing a concept like this, that gives you the room and the ability to create what you want, create your own laws. And, and we have the ability to do that. That's the American dream is that we can create what we want. We can pursue liberty and justice how we choose. 
And being a lawmaker is our right. So we have right. to start making our own rules, making our own laws and letting the law serve us for a change. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't come up with this. What happened was I watched the city of Stonecrest do it two years ago. Okay. And they've got a 98.9% African-American population. We got a dope black mayor named Mayor Jason Larry. 98.9? 98.9% black. What's the... Point one, like what is that? It's a couple of white folks. Okay. That, you Just know, like one person, one percent. They know the folks that had the land before we came and yeah, yeah, yeah. started building our city because it's it's on the outskirts. It's not. It's an east. It's east of Atlanta, um, and it's got beautiful landscape, Arabia Mountain. It's got the Stonecrest Mall. It had industry. It had resources, and we just took it over essentially. What's the name of it again? It's called Stonecrest okay. City of Stonecrest. How big is that? Um, don't give me the lion okay, right now because okay. I don't want to misquote y'all. But it is, it's a, it's a, it's a decent size. If I'm not mistaken, it is one of the largest cities in the, in the county of DeKalb County. And DeKalb so there's, county. yeah, so DeKalb yeah. County still has the jurisdiction too. Yeah. And some counties are more hands on than others. Like DeKalb's got big government here. Like mm -hmm. they got a police department, jail. Yeah, like they got, so you have to be strategic. And so Wilkinson County, we've been having great, exceptional experiences with the sheriff there, with the county manager yeah, there. They're all black and they're cool, intelligent. Black excellence is what we found in Wilkinson County already. Mm -hmm. And it's a little slower, yes, but and it's, and it's in that mode of wanting to develop. So we get to come here and we can help develop this county, which is really exciting. So when you decide like, yeah, we're going to do this, you're going to Wilkinson County to say like, yes, we want this land. I want to take you back. Well, to no, it's okay. not that I go to Wilkinson County. Wilkinson County doesn't own the land. Okay. There are people who own the land, like regular okay. folks own the land. And so this particular piece of land was for sale, was listed for sale. It had been owned by or leased by a lumber company. Oh. So this is very wooded, very... It's it's raw land. It's really raw. <laughs> so and it's six minutes away from the Oconee River. It's six. It's right along Balls Ferry National Park, which is a newly um, named national park. So there's just certain things uh, as far as development is concerned that makes this an exciting opportunity. Right. Source of water is a big one. Mm -hmm. So so let me ask let me ask um, Kevin. Let me ask you this question because you're an entrepreneur. So all right. I think everybody has like different skill sets, right? So you you agree to be, you know, a founding member in this community. And um, but as an entrepreneur, you know like no community can flourish can flourish without business. So did you think, okay, I'm gonna buy into this, but we need to have a store, we eventually we need to have a bank. Like, what's your thoughts on how to develop from the economic side of of things? Like as far as right now, it's just it's just land, and then you guys are gonna build. So, like, what's the steps to actually get it up and running? The houses, the stores, things of that nature. Actually, well, to answer your first question, yes, I immediately started going into entrepreneurial mode, and I was just like, okay, well, let's start connecting the dots. You know, kind of like you're building a house where you need to lay the foundation. That foundation is the land. Check. Now you need to put in your beams, your studs, your drywall, things of that nature. So we're kind of dressing it up. Um, uh, definitely, you need. Local businesses, you know, we, we said that we want to be the change that we want to see in the world. And we said it all the time, even on the Zoom, you know, um, we need an assistant, we need an accountant, we need this, we need that. Well, let's, let's work from inside first, inside the group internally, 
And then if we don't have the skill set to do that, then we can go ahead and reach outward, you know? And that's the same thing with any business, you know? If, if you have somebody in your family that makes cupcakes, why are you going down the street to, to go buy cupcakes, you know? Go have your auntie make it or what have you. So that was my whole thing when, when, I, when I got put onto it. Like, cool, this is, I'm already doing this. Now we get to do this with 18 other people. Yeah, okay. I, I, I want to go with that number, 18 or 19, because prior to hearing this, when I heard the story, I'm like, oh, okay. And Ashley, you kind of said it, like, I'll find nine of my friends, you find nine of your friends. Mm-hmm. And it sounds great, like nine of your friends, and like, okay, that's 18, and we'll all do this together. But you guys didn't know each other. I, what, what was that process of getting to know <laughs> These, these these gentlemen and these these Girl, families. Well, it, it was, it was, it's, it's definitely a different process. We, um, like you said, a lot of different personalities are coming into the mix, um, and we were actually being introduced through Zoom. And so, you know, you don't really get a good feel of like how this person really is, how they talk when they're, you know, when you're around them and shaking hands and all that good stuff. So, you know, in the beginning, it was it was always love because we we always had the same motivation, to, you know, to become this to make to make this thing really really big. And so it was we we had that going, and then you know. It, as, as time went on, you know, as time goes on, you sort of learn the personalities and stuff like that. So you get used to people, and then you know, most of the people are coming with their spouses. Mm-hmm. So you know, you know, like you have the men, like for instance, me, my wife are there, and you know, my wife knows Ashley. And so be, through me, you know, so through her, I met Kevin and all the other guys and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So you know, we, we kind of form a bond and kind of just go from there. It's like, like I said, we always have the same, we have the same motivation, so we we just stick with that. We all kind of, you know kind of just happened we had the same um, extracurricular activities as well you know mm-hmm. we like the same you know books and same fun things that we do outside of work you know that kind of good stuff so but this started as a zoom meeting yeah, yeah. yeah. you know what shawty i didn't get that invite yo come on like we we missed that yeah that's a fact so Not a lot of miss people felt the same way though yes. like there's a lot of people who looked up and was mad at us yeah. like wait a minute but like, you, know, you know what i noticed though, a lot of people wanted more for me, a lot of people, I feel a lot of people wanted more information than what we can give, but it, yeah. wasn't, but it wasn't even that we had it to give. You see what I'm saying? It was more like just a, figuring out as yeah, you go. We were, we, were, we were figuring out as we were going on, yeah. and if you, if you weren't with that, then that, you just weren't with that. And some people don't be with that. You know, there's <laughs> different types of people. Like, you got the people who just like, look, I just want to be with my friends. You got the people who like, I need to know all the facts. You yeah, got exactly. the people who... There were no facts to give. <laughs> they, like, I'm just so, waiting. It sounds like, you no, know, and then... At the time, it was like, you know, it's like, you know, like you were saying with the George Floyd thing, it was just so much happening. And yeah. like, you know, I, for me, I just had to get away. I wanted, to, I wanted somewhere I could to escape to. I'm tired of having to travel this here, there, and other just to get away for a little while. You know, I get to go two hours down the road to have that getaway that I, that I so often need. Yeah. So like, this is what I'm here for. That's how, that's how it started for me. Yeah. And then evolved more, so. yeah. I look at it like, like we got drafted, mm. right? And Renee and Ashley were the ones, you know, the commissioners, if you will. And they were like, you know, well, who would we want to be like neighbors with? Like, who would we see ourselves living with? Let's just go get a bunch of cool people and, and see if they want to get down, you know? And I was just blessed to be one of them, you know? I only knew Ashley. <laughs> you know, I got on the Zoom and there were like 18 other faces. I was just like, <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> hey, neighbor. Yeah, and, and you know, some people are married, some people have spouses, some people have, you know, they went to high school together and then there's me, you know? And they're like, yo, who is this dude? Right, right, right. You know, so we're still kind of working out those kind of dynamics, but it's it's all part of the journey. So, you know, I embrace it all. That's dope. It's pretty dope. Actually, you were saying that, um, so you were talking, telling me, like, the steps now. 
you have to find an architect and you have to, can you talk about that? Cause like, it's one thing. All right. So you get the land, you get the, you get the families, everybody agrees to it. But now you just have a hundred acres. It's a lot so of you- money. <laughs> it's a lot of money. Don't let that this go your head. The step, the step is to amass as much money as you can. Right. So listen, it literally starts with buying the land. That's the easiest first. That's the easiest part is buying the land setting up the LLC so that we could buy the land. We did that two days. That's easy. The harder parts are spending that money on the uh, photographical survey to to find out what the topography is Mm. and whether or not you can build. uh, If it's too steep here, that means you can't build here. Soil samples, um, percolation tests, water testing, environmental testing, environmental impact fees. There's always another step. And then because we have such a massive project, it's not just a hundred acres, like to be a city, we need at least 640 acres, a square mile radius. So you constantly like, okay, that means we got to acquire more land. Uh. So you have to negotiate the next conversation with the neighbors, like a neighbor, can I get your land so that we can get this puzzle piece going so that we can eventually have enough of the requirements met to push a charter through the legislature? So if, if this is like building blocks, this is just the first piece. This you have to still get a few more pieces to make it a city. Yeah, absolutely. Got you, got you. Got you. And the people, because you got to have right. at least 200 residents. And th- so every little thing is strategic. And even the politics of it all, making yeah. sure that Wilkinson County knows that we're here to help uplift them. Like we're not, we're here to add value to the county. If we can attract more people to the area, that means Toomsboro, Gore and Ivy, all of those people, Dublin, they get to benefit from that economic development too of now having more people in the area. So there's so many different things, but technically, yes, you have to get a civil engineer, from the civil engineer, he's going to just do like, okay, this is your roads, this is your setbacks, this is your stormwater runoff, this is your wastewater management. A wastewater management system, state of the art, can cost a million dollars. Wow. And that's if you're doing it like top of the line and you're trying to be eco-friendly, and that's our goal. Our goal is to build the best. And so taking the time to research and find like who is the best, who is the person that can create as a black person, because we want, because sometimes I, I don't want to put it this way, because I think we have enough talent to do everything ourselves. But sometimes the people who are most qualified might not be black. So then we have to look at well, what does that look like when we have to go to an ally and say, hey, can you partner with this subcontractor or this sub vendor so that we can fit some black people onto the project? Because y'all the only ones who can do it. Because that's all of the types of things that we're navigating. Even when we talk about we're going to have to put homeowner's insurance on every single house that we build in freedom. We would love to be able to put a black homeowner's insurance be the writer, the person who writes the policy. Not the person who writes the policy, but the actual insurance agency. We don't have a black-owned insurance agency. We got Geico, State Farm. Ain't no black ones. So that's the kind of stuff that we're always thinking about when it comes to this journey of building a community Mm. that meets all of our needs and that is pro-black and allows us to really support black businesses in that way. Cause we, that's what what our goal is. Every step of the way, we want to put black businesses on. And so looking at how do we do that? How do we hire 
the best civil engineer, the best city planner. Because after you hire the civil engineer, he lays out the roads. Now somebody's got a plan. Okay, the subdivision is going to go here. This subdivision is going to go there. This is where the agricultural goes. This is where the industrial goes. And if we don't want to have polluted air, we might need to move industry way over here. If we need the, you know, wastewater management, and we, how can we utilize permaculture so that everything's regenerative? Like we having those kinds of conversations. So I feel this is like, you know, Sims. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this yeah. is yeah. that's crazy. That's why we brothers, was, man. I'm thinking the same exact thing. Shout out to Mike. Mike used to kill that game. That was my favorite. That's a fact. We used to catch him in the computer room in eighth grade. I, that, was that, that was my right? favorite. That was my favorite game. That was, but so in Sims, if anybody's oh, yeah. not familiar, Sims was a video game back in the days. It was a computer game where you can build your own city. Yeah. Uh, so this sounds like it reminds me of Sims. So in your brain, all I want to get all of your, your opinions on this. How do you envision your city looking? Like right now, it's, it's just land. But in a perfect world, if everything goes perfect, which never nothing ever goes perfect, but how what's your blueprint in your brain that you want a bank, you want a school, you want what do you what, what do you what do you envision in the in the community? All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> As I say, y'all hit it. All of the above. And yeah. everybody's got a different vision. Like when I think, because at the end of the day, I'm a realtor, so I always kind of go back to the real estate. So I'm like, it's gonna be different subdivisions, some kinds of because I don't never want to live nowhere where every house look the same. But some people like the uniformity of every house in my subdivision to look the same. And when I think about building freedom, I want people to have choices. I think that's what right. freedom is genuinely about. So True. if we got the misers that's like, look, I want a little subdivision where I can have my RV. We're going to put them way in the back. You, can have, you know what I mean? Like, I see having different communities, different vibes. Um, where we're not all on top of each other because it's rural and it's beautiful. Yeah. We've got a lot of wildlife, lots of animals. We don't want to run them animals. off. We want to be as eco-friendly and as environmentally and naturally in harmony as we can because mm -hmm. the land is just gorgeous. So, like, it won't be a whole bunch of skyscrapers or none of that because mm -hmm. the rural beauty of this scenic landscape is the selling point. Uh, real quick, because I'm thinking, like, even when you said the waste management uh, piece of it, uh, yes, eco-friendly. But as you're building it, are you building it for the 97 acres first or are you building it with the intent that, yo, we're going to acquire more land? Is that what the, the, the yeah, vision is? Yeah, we absolutely are doing it with the intent to acquire more land. Got you, got you. And the other part was you said 200 people have to live there. How many uh, acres does it have to be? So technically, because uh, uh, we're still under the jurisdiction of Wilkinson County. Yeah, so also, is, it, is it a state mandate or is, is it a county mandate? So it's a county mandate okay. typically. But so we, th this is raw, right? So they don't have everybody out there in this area that they told us, we thought Toomsboro was the boondocks. They told us where we bought land was the boondocks. <laughs> right. They were like, oh, you in the boondocks. I was like, sir, you think we? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> So they're, they're on well, they're on septic right now. So county code means that anybody who builds there has to have at least an acre, a, mi a minimum of an acre to put your well and your septic tank on for your home. A what, like a water well? A water well. Water like well. you got to drill yeah, we're from home. New, yeah, we're from New York, so that's... Portal. <laughs> I was like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, and so... <laughs> excuse me. So we do have, you know, awesome technology. Like I all, everywhere I go, like I shout out to Moses West. He has mm. atmospheric water generation technology that literally separates the hydrogen and oxygen particles from the air to generate gallon, thousands of gallons a day. 
His technology is a piece of technology that they utilized in Puerto Rico to bring fresh water to Puerto Rico after mm. the hurricane mm. hit. Mm -hmm. So like we have black excellence all around us. And so being able to implement those kinds of technologies is what we want to do. We want That's why when I wrote my black uh, Blavity piece, my opt-ed, I said we can have Wakanda. Like we really can. Like the sky is not even the limit. Like mm -hmm. anything mm -hmm. we can conceive, we can create. And there are so many people already out here doing it, doing it dope, like doing some dope things. So being able to attract those kinds of resources and those kind of people has been the most exciting part about it, and which is one of the reasons why we went public. Because everybody always talk about, you know, on conversations on social media, like, I, people talk too much. Y'all should have yeah. kept it to yourself. And I'm just like, but we would not have inspired a generation, people all over the world. We wouldn't have been able to attract the resources. People like, look, I will help you do this because they want to see this succeed because we had so many black cities that were burnt down, mm -hmm. destroyed. completely destroyed for no reason other than white aggression and jealousy and misdirection. Yeah. And so this is a chance to for our ancestors do something that can honor them because they were so talented. They had so many dreams, so many prayers. Yeah. And to be the answer to those prayers is what this moment is about. So I'm going to ask all three of you the question, and Ash, I've heard you speak about it before, but the importance, and you use the word, a safe haven for black families. What does that look like, and how does that come about? I, I guess all three of you can answer, really. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, all right, so growing up, like, I'm from New York, too. And we used to have uh, the Pledge of Allegiance. This is, this is what I was saying on the Zoom, but the Zoom, mm -hmm. the, the audio went out a little bit. Pledge of Allegiance. You stand to your feet, you put your hand over your heart, turn to the flag. All right, I'm going to spare you the words, but at the end, it says, liberty and justice for all. And that wasn't really reflected in my neighborhood. I was a little confused growing up. You know, <laughs> like every day you brainwashing us to say this, but... That's not what I'm seeing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where's the liberty and justice for all, the all part, you know? So I guess I started my path to just kind of go down and, and have it make sense for me eventually, you know? So networking, that's how I became an entrepreneur, you know? It, it just it didn't feel right, you know, going and making somebody else rich and, you know, getting the peanuts and not really getting the, the, the respect that I needed. Like, I'm running this company, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So... Just trying to make that make sense, you know. So I do that with my family, with my friends, with people I meet, strangers, you know, because that's the change I want to see in the world. So I, I, I live that, you know. So that's what that looks like for me. People that have a vision that may not have the support that they may that they may need. You know, it's tough being an entrepreneur. Y'all know. You know how many my man? <laughs> he just had a flashback. My, my mom still wants me to be a pilot to this day. <laughs> to this day. Sorry, mom. Not happening, you know, but but for those people who need that support, that's all it takes. You know, you have a vision. You may not have the little components that you may need, but your neighbor might have it. Your your cousin's friend might have it. You know, somebody you went to high school with might know somebody. You know, get that network together, right? And then you can achieve that. You know, but the the key thing with that is getting the right mindset. So we don't want that kind of mindset in our in our land in our world. You know, mm -hmm. that mindset is everything. It's everything, you know? If you think you can or you think you can't, 
probably right. Both right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got to thank Ashley again for, you know, we talk even before this, you know, offline about a lot of different entrepreneurial experiences and, and things that we wanted to do. But it's because of the mindset. I wouldn't have conversations I have with her with, you know, my neighbor who doesn't have the mindset for it. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's the kind of people that we want to see. That's the, that's the safe haven. When we say the safe haven, it's not only from police and things of that nature, but it's from all forms of oppression. Oppression is not just police. You know, that could be negative vibes from a spouse or from a loved one or from your boss or from your neighbor, your parents or from whoever, mm-hmm. you know? So a place where you can feel free to, to experience life and you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. And you can really focus on your dream and your mission, you yes. know? So, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because we're going to be needing a lot of help. So we're here today, here today too, to reach out, you know, like, you know, people of like minds, if this is something that speaks to your soul, speaks to your spirit, please reach out to us, you know, please reach out to us. Well, and, a safe thing for me, um, you know, similar to what you guys were saying as well. You know, I have a, I have a um, eight-year-old son and a nine-year-old nephew that stay with me and everything. And, for, and it's like, you know, they get to go outside and not have to worry about microaggressions from, you know, uh, a neighbor who doesn't understand their culture, you know, riding down the street on their bike. And oh, he might be too close to the car, so now he's calling the police or throwing rocks or something like that. And, you know, they can really just be free, like literally be free. Not You know, you go outside and you don't have to worry about where they're at. I mean, you're going to want to know, you know, just because, but you don't have to worry about where they're at, like really worry. Because I remember when my dad was in the military. I used to leave the house at 8 o'clock in the morning and not show up until noon. Like, no one, no one ever worried about where I was. I don't mean, my parents never showed the interest. I mean, they, they, I mean, they showed the interest, but they weren't worried. I know they weren't worried. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the safe haven is for me. And also, this whole land, you know, this whole experience is not just a safe haven. It's more of, um, like, retribution. Like, we're getting land back. We're taking land that was taken away from people in my family from years ago. Like, I'm, like, as this is becoming, you know, as, as I'm getting more involved with this, you know, I'm talking to my family members and knowing more because they know I'm involved with this. And they're telling me stories of things that happened to them, you know, in the 40s and the 50s, how land was literally just taken from them. Like, like you know what, this is not yours anymore. I'm taking it. You can't do anything about it. You know, so I'm like, wow, I didn't even, like, I had no idea this even happened in my family. But now I'm learning about the history of my family, not just mine. It's so many people in the South who have land, like, literally taken from them. They're like, just, be, just because they were black, no other reason than that. Just because you're black, I want this land, it's mine now. So all these, like, you know, especially in Concord, Georgia, you know, it's owned by one family, but that one family literally was taking land away from black people. It was like, it's wild. Like, my generation's a part of that. Like, my cousin, one of my older cousins, remember, he literally remembers the house burning down because they burned it down in order to get that land. Like, it was that serious. So it was like, wow. I had, I mean, I had no idea. Like, you know what I'm saying? None, none of these conversations were had just because, you know, they, they kind of wanted to get rid of those memories. And now this has kind of brought them back up. And like I told them, like, you know what, I'm going to speak for you guys. I'm going to make sure that, you know, people know your story. And I'm just, this land is for y'all, too. So you can come over here and, Get some red dirt, play wherever you want to do. You know, so that's that's, that's, amazing, that's how it is for me as well, as well. Yeah, just going through that process, discovering that, and now yes, look how it's turned. That's great. That's amazing. Hey, actually, let me ask you this, because this sounds like a very costly project. As far as like you said, even the sewage system, like a million dollars. So, can you get loans for this type of project? Yes, or? we can get loans <laughs> can for get, this kind that, of project. Can you talk about like how how, how does somebody <laughs> get a loan for a? Something that's not built, like, well, how does that work? Like, yeah, so I mean, first of all, we're in rural land, so we get USDA opportunities for our agricultural development. USDA loans, we haven't talked about that yet, but that's something that people should be very aware very of. Very aware of, especially if you're talking about building a house in the rural area. That's a zero down payment. You know, can, can you talk about that? 
Yeah. Yeah, USDA? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. So um, the United States Department of Agriculture pretty much guarantees that through you, you go through a, a bank, your traditional bank, you let them know that I'm purchasing in this area. It's similar to like even a VA loan. You qualify for a VA loan by being a honorably discharged veteran, um, or you could be still in the armed forces, but it's a zero down loan. And our federal government backs those loans. So if you didn't pay it, they would be responsible for it. So the um, threshold for requirements are a little lower than traditional conventional loans. So that's why you're able to get that loan at zero down versus having to put your 20% down because the government backs it. You go through a regular bank, you can go through a land bank or what's known as an agricultural bank, a credit union, and you just say, hey, I want to purchase this land in this rural area. It does have to qualify based on the zip code it's in, but if it does meet those qualifications and you meet certain qualifications, then you'll be able to purchase it through their zero down program. No, no. So, so you got the USDA loans and any other type of like regular banks, they, they can loan, they'll loan money as well? Yeah, absolutely. And so the key is to have a good credit score. Make sure the people, if, if you're talking about getting a loan for your business, everybody in the business needs to also have good credit. So credit is essential. It's the essential thing in this game is making sure that credit score, everybody should be shooting for at least a 700. I would love to see 800s. But the reality is the thing that keeps a lot of people from progressing in life is the ability to leverage credit. And the way that you leverage credit is by having that credit score. And you have to show those income streams. You need to be able to show that you have cash flow and revenue streams coming in so that you can get as much credit as you possibly can. So right now we're at that place because we're a brand new business. It's hard for us to get traditional credit right now without having assets uh, and to show that we got income streams. We don't have income streams yet because we're building a town. Yeah. So th we have to take the route of working with a hard money lender. Mm. And that's private money that has a little less stringent underwriting. So there's a million ways to skin a cat. The most important thing is to make sure that your credit score is as high as it possibly can be. And so that leads me to um, I'm a brand ambassador for a black owned, not black managed credit um, and business financing and funding company called Nove Money. And so that organization actually helps people to increase their credit score, helps them to establish business credit and access funding. Because that's what we need to actually be able to build our businesses is that good credit and that uh, access to capital. And since venture capitalists traditionally are still not funding Black businesses, especially women, <laughs> like the, all of the research is dismal. Even now, even after all these people came out and said black lives matter, we ready to support y'all. Nothing has changed in the venture capitalist space. So we have to have this ability to access money through our black banks like Unity Bank, like Citizens Trust Bank, um, One United Bank, having those relationships, Unity Bank. Um, and that credit score, because they can only do so much. Like you can't go to the bank without no income streams and without and with poor credit. So it's up to us to make sure that we're educated, we're financially educated, that we understand the entire credit pie. Because the reality is, 
you could have missed a few payments. That's not the only way to increase your credit score. You can increase your credit score by opening additional lines of credit. You can increase your credit score by making sure your oldest line of credit doesn't close, that you keep that open forever. History. Your, your history. Like mm -hmm. there's these pieces to the pie that we have to become more educated about. And when we are able, every 800 creates 100,000 of leverage. So when, when you and, shout out to Renee, because Renee's been emailing me back and forth. Shout out to her. When you and Renee were, quote unquote, drafting, is that some of the criteria? You were like, listen, guys, if you, if you want to be a part of this, this is the, the no. no, I wasn't. That <laughs> 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 was an afterthought like, that, oh. that now we have to contend with. Yeah, like, that land first. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah I, land. I'm a real estate agent. I'm like, look, we just going to get this land. Like, who got this check? And so everybody came up with the bread and bought our land. Like, so, so no, in that case, no, we do have we do have some people in our, our collective that has exceptional credit. Yeah. We have some people who have challenge credit. I have, I'm just now getting to the place where I'm not so challenged, you know, like yeah. <laughs> it's a journey and we have to just be honest and have these kinds of conversations right. because it's not impossible. You just have to have the right education, the right partners and accountability partners are everything. People like Kevin, when he started talking about his credit score, I'm like, I got to get my game up. Got to make sure I got my little self together. I'm like, I, I want to be able to go get my RV too. Like, <laughs> So those are conversations that you have with, you know, like we keep saying like-minded individuals, yeah. we go further faster together and that credit is everything. Yeah, and I, I think it's, it's dope because you're growing together, but you're also educating each other, right? So That's you didn't good. come in with that, that education, but now everybody's on the same plan and everybody's educating each other. I, I want to go back to, to the, the land because I, I, I heard and I read the first thing that you guys are doing is building out the agriculture and the farming. You talk about why that's so important? Yeah. Um, I mean, food is everything. Like, we watch enough Walking Dead. <laughs> Stop playing with me. Y'all, we watch enough Walking Dead and enough of these Hollywood shows to know when it all goes down and this fiat money start crashing, what we going to need to eat and some water. <laughs> so that's why farming comes first around here. Now, granted, we've been doing more events first because that's just a revenue stream that's quick and easy. Camp out events. We got dope musicians in our collective. My husband's a musician. Um, our friend Q is a dope songstress. Um, my pastor and first lady are dope um, are, uh, ministry and worship leaders. So we have dope events. Like mm -hmm. our jam sessions be lit. So like events are one of the first things that we've been doing because that's like, the lowest cost barrier that we can start generating revenue from. Just need the land. Because you just need the land, <laughs> yeah. right? And so is, is that what the, the big black uh, camp out is? Yeah, and we, we mm -hmm. thank y'all for coming to the big black <laughs> camp out. Yeah, let's talk about it. Like, because <laughs> I'm like, yo, camping? You going to get some people camping? It was a lot of people camping. People came from all over the country. Yeah, so tell everybody what it is. So the Big Black Camp Out is our annual event where we are encouraging black families to get outdoors. We hashtag diversify outdoors because there's an entire black camping culture. Like, shout out the Melanated Camp, Black Urban Camp Weekend. It's so many black girls camp. Like, there's, we, we be outside. We be doing stuff. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know why everybody try to act like we not out here getting this fresh air and living our best life in nature and outdoors because we do. And so we have really cool people 
outdoorsmen, sportsmen, and just regular folk who had never been camping before, who would have never went camping if it wasn't a group event. Because it's like, you yeah. know, like, I'm not going out there with no bears and, <laughs> and boars. And they, got, they got the boars out there for real. Yeah, we, got, we literally got wild turkey, <laughs> wild boar, wild deer. And, you know, but camping together collectively, it was so dope. People really enjoyed it. And people uh, brought their their RVs. Like, it was so fun. And we, we had music. We had live performances. We had the vendors out. We really just enjoyed ourselves. And we're going to do it every year. It's going to just get bigger and people, better. Yeah, people were so comfortable. They literally slept outside on the, yeah, on the ground. Yeah. When, when was it? When was it? <laughs> on Labor Day, right? On Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Are we talking like campfires and all that? Yeah. yeah all of that. that. Everybody made their own campfire. And that, that, that. was that was a fundraiser to, to have yeah. the funds. Yeah. Um, okay. So are you guys um, recruiting, for lack of a better word, are you recruiting other people? Or like if somebody is saying, okay, I want to be part of this movement, part of this community. Do they go online and sign up? Do they can they make donations? Like, what's how, the, how they get drafted? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give y'all a little secret sauce because I like y'all. It's two ways you get drafted, right? First way is the easiest way. Go to www.freedomgeorgia.com. There's a bunch of check boxes. Click a form for whatever you're interested in. Buying land, being a resident, um, being a strategic partner or um, business owner, business owner yes. volunteers. So, volunteers, there's a lot of options. So if you wanna get involved, go to freedomgeorgia.com. But if you really wanna be down with us, like really wanna be down with what we doing, we have partnered with a national nonprofit organization called the Black Achievement Fund. The Black Achievement Fund is a simple concept. 10 million black folks giving $9 a month. That's less than Hulu. That's less than Netflix. You got nine dollars. That's less than your coffee you spend on a weekday. We can create a sustainable income of ninety million dollars a month, where we can then create our own communities with our own money. We don't gotta owe nobody nothing but to love them. And if we can create this with this just nine dollar membership, we're offering grants. Um, business loans. We'll be building businesses of much needed services like dentist um, offices and administrative offices that just by being a member that pays $9 a month, you'll be able to access these services at no cost or at cost. A dope history lesson included. And a dope oh, yeah. history. Yeah, so the, the president and the founder of the Black Achievement Fund is an exceptional historian from Cornell University. He has conceptualized this, tested this. There's research that went into this, that this is how we build for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so we um, are designated so you can make a tax deductible donation and designate the Freedom Georgia Initiative. And whenever we do anything, Black Achievement Fund members hear about it first because that's how you put your money where your mouth is. This is how we create economic power. This is how we create political power by joining together and putting our money where our mouth is. And it's just $9. And that little gift, that donation that you're going to get to write off anyway at the end of the year, that's going to make a big impact for our communities. And it comes with benefits. Membership has benefits. So you can go to www.baf.solutions. 
Um, and you can really, really be a part of joining this movement by contributing that $9 a month. So let me ask you this. So, all right. So when, did, when did you guys think it's going to be, um, up and running? Like as far as like, when, when are we breaking ground on the first house or the first road or, or what, what does come first? Like, is the houses come first? Does the farm come first? The farm the, comes first. Farm comes first. <laughs> so the first thing that we're doing is the farmhouse because we have a master farmer that is a part of our collective. And to be perfectly honest, like, until we can liberate her from the corporate plantation, she can't come farm. So we got to build her a house. We got to make sure she's got a salary. And then we can start the farming because someone's got to be there around the clock to actually farm that land and, you know, make sure it's growing the right way, that's getting the right water, that the pollination is going away. Because sometimes you have to self-pollinate these days because the bees is disappearing. We got a lot of bees on our land, though, so we good. That's good. But, that's good. <laughs> and hornets. We got plenty of bees. <laughs> but you do need someone there to tend the land. Like, we have to steward the land. So the very first step is to make sure that the person who's qualified, our certified master farmer, has the ability to live there and do that. So be, as soon as we can, we're going to be putting our farmhouse, and that'll actually serve as an income stream because we'll be able to Airbnb it and mm. invite guests and visitors to come enjoy the land. And then we'll have the farming and start our, our the next step from there will be our teeny retreat center. Like we want to have teeny cabins so that way people can, because the land is gorgeous. If we don't do nothing else but just come and hang out and just spend time on the land, that experience alone is worth every penny because it's just so nice. And so by creating this um, agritourism and ecotourism economy first, we'll begin to start putting the houses and the vacation homes, the retirement homes. Every phase leads to the next phase. So how, how often, because I, I remember when we were talking, it was like, hey, I'm not going to be on the land that day. How often is somebody... I guess out of the 19 families actually on the land. Is there somebody always there? No. Nah. <laughs> That's what we be like, stop calling land. us and yeah. stop showing up to our land, y'all. Like, do not yeah, just real. come yeah. jumping yeah. up. Yeah. Yo, people crazy. That's people. called trespassing. Yeah, that's, and we got signs up now. Stop trespassing on our land, y'all. People just driving around. Yeah, from, video. Yeah. But that's it right there. Yeah. I, I think that's the tree I saw. <laughs> Don't come to our land unless we invite you. Like, people yeah. call us. All the time, but we are not there. We we got regular jobs. We're re like one of the things we say all the time is like we regular people, even though we not regular. We not really regular. <laughs> we a little regular. We a little regular, <laughs> not really. You know, we're exceptional people, but we regular. You know, like yeah. so we got jobs. Like my husband works for Marta, so we don't be at the land every weekend. We go right. when we got something to do. When we got like so, we're, we're this weekend that we're getting ready to be there. Um, we're building a sweat lodge because we're getting ready to have an event called a Black Girl Magic Retreat. It's a private event that we're hosting. And then we have our Freedom Fall Festival coming up. Oh, yeah. So whenever we have an event, it brings us to the land okay. like when we got something going on. We ain't got nothing going on, we ain't there. <laughs> now, I, I, I heard this and I'm like, how's this pot? Well, obviously you have a topography guy, somebody that's doing it, maybe obviously engineers. You're going to create a lake? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's gonna be that's like the biggest. How we do that? That's gonna be amazing. <laughs> well, we are lucky enough to have a creek already on the land, mm -hmm. and so there's a couple of ways it can happen. Like we'll have to dig first. Like digging is the major thing. Um, if we're lucky enough, we'll hit a spring or aquifer that might actually 
make the lake happen for us, like that would be the most ideal situation. Yeah. We hit a spring. Yeah. Woo, that would be lovely. Or we got to fill it up. Or we have to fill it up ourselves. What we call it, Moses was like, hey, let me holler at that water atmospheric generator. We're going to need about a million gallons. Yeah, we're going to need about a million gallons. And then that's how you fill it up. You you order the water, you fill it up. It's some things that we might have to gravel it or we might have to put some clay. It's probably clay. We might, it might already be clay because we kind of, it's funny enough, the street is called Little Sandy Creek. So it's probably not what we want, which is sand, because mm. sand yeah. means the water would constantly filter out of it. We'd have to keep filling it back up yeah. or we'll have to amend the soil in such a way that we have enough clay that it keeps the water in there. So it's, it's a lot of engineering. I'm not the expert, but we have people who yeah, are. Yeah, we have some people on the community that <laughs> yeah. that part. Uh, our, one of our elders, uh, we call her prophetess, Carolyn Sunny. Every week, that's Every her. Day. She's a fisherman, and her and her husband, they, they own a boat. They go fishing all the time. So right now, they okay, because the Oconee River's right there. So they good. <laughs> they bring their boat down. They go on the river. But they like, look, this lake, this lake, though, that's the only thing they worried about yeah. right now is this lake. And I'm like, I promised them a lake. That's how I knew they was going to sign up. <laughs> that they wanted the lake, because, like, I'm a marketer. So I was you like... They will come. Yeah, I was like, I look, I was like, I know who I want, and I know what they hot buttons is. So I was like, we gonna put this lake on this presentation. So, Show yeah. so let me Show let me up. ask you this, because you any of you guys can answer this. You always hear like Georgia, obviously Georgia and Atlanta is different. Like Atlanta is like oh, yeah. the black haven, but once you go outside of Atlanta, it's like totally it's a whole different environment. So you guys are outside of Atlanta in the country. We've heard so many stories about the South, the rural South, the country. Like you know what I mean? Like it's it's true. So, yeah, how's the how's the hospitality been? And being that you're looking to buy more land, do you think that now that people know what you did, like that they'll be reluctant to sell? No, they're happy to sell all the land. Like people are always happy to make money. Like that don't never change. Like that's one thing they all care about. That green, right? The folks down there are welcoming, though. Everybody's that everyone in that area. That county, Wilkinson County, they're real, yeah. real nice. That's very family cool oriented because this yeah. is the kind of place like Wilkinson County has 9,000 residents. Okay. So they got three schools Wilkinson High School, Wilkinson Middle School, Wilkinson Elementary for seven cities. Yeah. So everybody goes to the same school. Everybody right? goes to the same yeah, school. They're, they're a little they all know each other. They're, they're, they're literally just walk onto your property as if they've known you. Like they know you. Like, like we just yeah, like, they've done that. We're not yeah. used to that. I'm not used to that. It's like, <laughs> sir. At all. And now they do all walk. It's the country, so they all walk around with guns. The right to bear arms is big. Like, and that's anybody, the white folks, black folks, everybody got, we got guns. We have guns. We protect we our Second Amendment rights. <laughs> we got guns. And, um. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> to be clear. Just so y'all know. <laughs> uh, legal. We are legal. Like, we're veterans. Like, we got guns. You know how we do. So <laughs> we're creating the loss. <laughs> <laughs> so um, everybody's been cool. Everybody's been kind. Like I said, it's a it's a diverse community. It's a, sure. lots of good black folks, lots of good white folks. Everybody is not even really about color. It's about a culture. And they got that kind of small town culture that makes you feel at home, makes you want to be there. Like every time I go, I feel like I'm going home. Like mm-hmm. It feels so good whenever we get. To Absolutely. There have been people that came to the land and got lost. And one of the, the locals just in their pickup truck was like, yeah, we uh, 
Found you. Find some people over here. I think they're looking for you. Who are you? Who are you? Exactly. How do you know? I mean, they come right to the land like they've been in. Like they've been. They probably have. Because it's a that's a big hunting community, and so like they be hunting, so they know this land. We do. Well, they have. We're gonna. We're gonna do it too. But wild turkey hunting and um boar hunting. Yeah, dove hunting. Yeah, the boar hunting is interesting. Some some of the the I guess not feedback, but harsh criticism of it is that. Oh, you guys are building a black community, but I like the word you said, allies. Yeah. So Absolutely. it's not—it's not that it's just for black people. Mm-hmm. You will have people mm-hmm. of other races. Our allies. But I'm gonna take care of the world I know. Yeah. So that—that's the purpose of it, right? There's there there's is gonna be diversity as well. Absolutely. Where you go, where we ain't got diversity. But like, you know, I don't even see why it even has to be diverse because um, you go to Chinatown, right? And there's no diversity, and no white nobody says anything. Yeah. It's not a big I, deal. That, Just that Chinatown, was, every major city in, in America, and the Little world, Italy, all over the world. Yeah, yeah. County is ours. It's it's crazy because that was that was part of the critics. Like when we put the post up, it was like, oh my god, this is racist. I I'm saw like, that. Oh yeah, I saw that on your huh? on your it's, page. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. You know, black people try to do anything. They try. It's always something. They you always try to find something wrong with it to discredit it. Right. Mm. I mean, every time it's something, this is the problem with this is the problem with that. It's like, come on now. I mean. Like you were saying, just Chinatown, no one going to complain about that. I know New York, my wife's from Long Island, and she was, we, we would drive around when I first met her, and she was, because I was like, you know, fascinated with New York and all that. And she would just show me these places where even if you had the money, you can't live there. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not, you know, Italian or from China, you know, China, whatever the case may be, they don't want you in there, you're not going to live there. So no mm-hmm. one goes to complain about that at all. I mean, it's just the way it is. But we come up, we want to have a city, and all of a sudden we're this and we're that. It's just like, come on now. Well, you know, that's the reason why I think that's a big reason why we even did this. All right. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly I mean, I'm from, I'm, I mean, I was originally I was born in Trinidad, but I grew up in Brooklyn. One of my friends wanted to get a brownstone in um, in the Bed-Stuy area. And she had to go through one of her allies <laughs> to get it. <laughs> they would they literally would not sell to her. She showed up in her blackness, you know, she's an Afro-Latina. And they were like, oh, yeah, it's uh, just missed it. You know? Not for sale. Not for sale. It's, uh, we had another buyer, whatever. Whatever the story was, she showed up with one of her allies. Boom. Paperwork done. What? So wow. just to talk about what you were saying, yeah, there's a little China, a little Italy, you know, all of these different places. Nobody say anything about that. When a construction company and a whole subdivision goes up, it's not a white subdivision. It's just a subdivision. Mm-hmm. Just happen to be melanated. I mean, yeah, exactly. I don't really see the big deal, but apparently, I, I know where we are. I know. I think society, it's because of you know the I mean? fact that that's we said it. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like <laughs> if we said it out loud is the no, problem, and it's not, and it shouldn't be a problem no, because be like uh, what we typically see is they discriminate through finances. Because mm-hmm. if you put a three hundred thousand dollar house up, most people who look like us can't afford it. And those who can, when they do buy it, they probably are going to feel very unwelcome. It ain't going to be 300. It's going to be like yeah. 400. Exactly. <laughs> it might be 500, 600. Exactly. Especially when we start talking about gated communities and top areas with the best schools. They, yeah. we, we get priced out of it. Mm-hmm. And so they don't have to call it a white community. They just call it a rich community. And if you happen to be black and get in there, you're they're gonna, gonna make you feel unwelcome. They're gonna be, gonna be one of a few, be one of a few, and then you're gonna you know you're gonna have a kid, especially if they're dark skinned, they're gonna, you know, you get a you know, dark skinned kid, you put in that area, it's gonna be total chaos for them. Yeah, you're gonna wonder why they constantly gravitate towards 
this now I'm not gonna get yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up though, because that's that's something that uh, we haven't been able to control the narrative mm-hmm. in the initial stages. You know, these news uh, agencies they want you know hot, hot key, yeah, sensational. They want to sensationalize it, you know. And it was like you know I saw one post and it says yeah, 19 black families buy some land in Wilkinson County, but the black was like bold in a different font, you know, <laughs> three sizes bigger. And I'm like, here we go. And then that's where you get those comments from. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a town built by black people, but that don't mean if you're not black, you're not welcome. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we just want to throw that out there. It's it's not reverse racism and all this other stuff. It's just we trying to be the change we want to see in our society, and our society hasn't been showing that for us. So we're gonna do it ourselves. To freedom. Simple. To freedom. To freedom. 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 To freedom. freedom. Forty acres and a mule. <laughs> to freedom. A hundred acres and a mule. Did you get the mule? Well, we gonna get us a, a, a stable. Well, well, yeah, we'll have a stable of, of champion breeding horses if we're lucky. But and boars uh, and boars. We definitely got some boars. Yeah. And uh, uh, we look forward to a wonderful relationship with a heavy equipment company because we ain't got time for mules. We gonna, we gonna need <laughs> we need some the heavy equipment, some, some construction stuff. All right, that's a so fact. Give us a call, cat. <laughs> <laughs> guys, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. I want to give you guys the, the, the floor to, to speak to the people. But before that, I do that. Greg, I have to ask you a question For sure. because I learned something interesting. Not only are you a gentleman and a scholar. But you're also an EYL University member. Ah, so, the English. family. He's an earner. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> Congrats. Congrats. Please. I thank you guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, we got we got we're gonna do a we're gonna do an in episode prompt two ad. So <laughs> how was your experience for orientation? Uh, orientation was amazing. Janet really did her thing. Um it was just like a was like I was just telling you earlier, if it wasn't for that, I just felt like I wouldn't have had the guidance to even move forward i would have been you know still, still figuring out what i would have been wanting to do and you know which way i wanted to move um i'm looking forward to the accountability partners that she chooses for us i'm looking forward to the book club i'm looking forward to hearing all of ian's um it's funny that you know him i didn't know you knew him too but um i'm looking at all his videos and i can't wait for that so the orientation was amazing so i can't when the next one is i might i might just want to look at it anyway <laughs> <laughs> there you have it eyl university the biggest online platform amazing. in the universe That's dope, yes man. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Black owned, by the way. <laughs> so what would you guys like to tell? I mean, you kind of told the, the, the information before, but any last encouraging words for people that may want to start their own or may want to join you or like, you know, what what is your message that you would like to just give, clear up any misconceptions um, that you would just want to just give to the public? Yeah. And how can how can they contact you guys? Like, how can they social media handle stuff like that? I start off my um, uh, Instagram is um, Freedom Georgia Initiative. My Instagram it's is actually Freedom GA Twenty Twenty. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> actually playing Free, Freedom GA Twenty Twenty. My personal Instagram, my Instagram is um, God's Favorite Fifty Six. But um, I just want the people to know that we're here for everybody. We're here um, to make this this city a real thing. This, this is not just something that we're doing for a hot moment in, in history. This is something that we're going to continue to do the rest of our lives. I mean, this is something that we're all we bought into this. We have no, there's, I'm not going to say there's no way out, but there's really no way out. <laughs> you got to get jumped out. You It's like a death row contract. That's from Philly, by the way. I am Philly. She's from Philly, y'all. She ain't from Atlanta. We made each other with this one right here. There's really no way out of this. Um, and so, you know, this is something that we're doing for the long run, and we want everyone's support. I mean, 
the support from everyone that we've been getting has actually been fueling us to move faster. It's like to move, you know, yeah, faster and more dizzy than what we were doing before. And it's like, wow, people are, people are wanting us to succeed and that energy is, is propelling us forward. So it's like, man, we can't lose. That's how I feel. Yeah. Oh, Ashley. Oh. Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Right. Kev. <laughs> New York Tone. Absolutely. <laughs> so the beautiful thing about being part of this initiative is that we get to pick and choose the things that interest us. Um, I know at the beginning I was asking Ashley, so so what's next on the vision? She was like, whatever you want to do, Kev. I was like, whatever you want to. She was like, yeah, freedom. <laughs> freedom. I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. So my interests are specifically in sustainability, technology. You know, this is this is staying on the forefront of these things will propel us into the next generation. Yeah. Absolutely. We got the land. Now it's time to implement a lot of those things. I mean, sky is not the limit, right? Shout out to Jessica Mobile Shout Enterprise. out to Jessica um, Mobile Enterprises. So for everybody that's listening, you know, if if you've ever, you know, if you ever had those plans that, you know, you all were saying, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it next year, or, or you're making all of these excuses, you know, just stop. Now's the time. You know, we're doing it. And, and we didn't have um, the whole plan mapped out, you know, but by starting it, it's kind of forcing us to get to know each other you know, at an accelerated rate, you know, all of the press is, is forcing us to do that. Learning these different um, uh, techniques and, and, you know, I'm forever a student. So my thing is now is the time. Don't wait tomorrow. Don't wait next year. I mean, I never thought a pandemic was going to hit. Right. What is that? That's stuff that happened not here. You In know movies. what I mean? In the movies. <laughs> like, yeah. But no, here we are. And there's, a, there's over 200,000 people who are no longer here with us. That's where all of the wealth is. They say the wealthiest place of knowledge is in the graveyard because we don't know about it. You know, they, they're dead and gone, and now that knowledge is dead and gone with them. So do yourself and do us a favor and don't go to the grave with that knowledge. Let's share it. Let's organize. Let's get together. You have the website. It's freedomgeorgia.com. You know, if, if, if technology and sustainability is your thing, you know, make sure that you, you, you want to come speak to Kevin, all right? Just put that in the email, and we'll reach back I out to you. I will send him the email. <laughs> you will definitely do that. You know, we're looking for volunteers. We're looking for people to really make this happen. So if this is something that, you know, you don't want to start your own or you want to be a part of, or even if you want to start your own, let's have that conversation. So that's the thing that I would leave people with. Let's keep the conversation going because it really is all in conversation, all right? I agree, Kevin. And I love what you said, keep the conversation going. That's what I would say is my my biggest piece is my goal, my entire hope is to inspire black folks to create generational wealth and legacy through asset building. The biggest asset in this time is land, land and real estate. Listen, <laughs> land <Children are> listening. <laughs> and real estate. And the reality is, for us to finally begin to create for ourselves the lives that we want, it starts with generating wealth for ourselves, income streams, revenue streams that give us the power and the ability to create and manifest the life that we deserve. So get on board with us. I teach a class called How to Buy Land Using Group Economics. Email me, visit me at ashleyscotthomes.com. You can visit us at freedomgeorgia.com and absolutely sign up for the Black Achievement Fund at www 
www.baf.solutions. And if you want to connect with me, I am Ashley Scott on Instagram and Facebook, Ashley Scott KW. And I love to talk about real estate land and assets and business. So hit me up. I'm really excited to really do what we're doing and make a meaningful impact. I think we're about to change the world, particularly we're about to make a big change for black America. Sure. Yeah, we got to get you to teach that class at EYL University. Yeah. Now we're talking. That's, that, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, your DMs are going to be blowing up. <laughs> I, 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 I want to say this too. Um, we are going to be at the land tomorrow if y'all did want to come out there and take a look at come it. Come on, Just let you know. Okay. Everybody's open. <laughs> got a camera crew with us. So I think we, maybe, maybe we will. Let's do it. Troy, Troy, housekeeping items? Yeah, I just want to say shout out to Kev. For being sitting, sitting next to me, uh, they put the two bald head. <laughs> now, before common <laughs> misconception, you know think, what I'm saying? Some man, people but, think I'm bald, but I have a low Caesar. <laughs> I haven't lost my hair yeah, yet, man. But, but before Instagram goes crazy, we are not related. Um, just wanted to say that. True, <laughs> but we are brothers uh, here in this this fight for uh, economic empowerment. So, uh, shout out to everybody that is on our Patreon. That is our proud to pay program. We got a new t- uh, top. Uh, earner on there so shout out to Aaliyah she is the newest member she joined at tier 5 so she has access to EYL University so shout out to everybody that's on there our top earner over here my man Greg um, it is the number one business school in the world man we take a lot of pride in making sure that that continues to stay that way so shout out to everybody all the earners and shout out to everybody supporting the merch I see that we are growing and I can't wait man I want to I want to put it out I want to put out our, our new collection it is coming it'll be here hopefully before very soon. I'll just say very soon. I, I can't, I'm looking forward to it so we can get it in your hands because uh, it represents you, it represents us, and it represents this entire uh, movement we have that's growing. So looking forward to it. Thanks for supporting that. Yeah, so it's been a pleasure, guys. Don't forget to like, subscribe, whether you're watching on YouTube, Apple, Spotify. Thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. 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 Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about. In your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit score grows, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or home. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Bill Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC, out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.